I said last time that I'm 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 finished with the word, but uh, okay. But God has uh, added some more insights into that as I was meditating again and again on that subject. Uh, uh, what is the subject I am sharing with? Somebody can unmute and tell. Drawing near to God. Drawing near to God. And uh, praise God. Thank you, Cristalia, for... Uh, and I just want to hear a couple of uh, uh, people speaking. How the world, this drawing, two weeks, I, uh, I think, I, I uh, two weeks or something like that, I spoke one, one week, I thought, Okay, and how you are blessed with this word? How was your spiritual understanding? A quick one minute uh, uh, speaking from one person or two person. You can unmute and say what you learned from it. We have 35 people, excluding me, 34 are there. Amen. Um, Going to speak blessings and healing upon your deaf and dumb ears and mouths. Let it be open in Jesus' name. You can speak. Yeah. Yes, Amen. Uh, in last week, uh, we I I learned that um, you can be doing things in church, but actually not knowing God not uh, your heart, not knowing God, not in communion with God. So I learned that we have to be truthful to ourselves, truthful to God, and truthful to people. Our hearts should be pure so that we may hear God and have a good relationship with Him. Uh, and I also learned that we have to strive to have a relationship with our Father, our Heavenly Father, not just to, to be known by people that we go to church, but to have a relationship with God. Yes, Thank you. that's true. That's true. Praise God. If anyone else want to add something from your understanding, <clears throat> one more person from the boy's side. One more person. Amen. Amen. Okay, yes. I guess. I Uh, I just have one line to say uh, from the word that uh, I, I learned is that one thing that pleases God is a, a truthful heart. Okay. So, my question to the congregation, the young people was this, are you closer to God? And my topic is drawing near to God as as James chapter 4, 8 says, draw unto me that I will draw unto you. Okay, many people have an understanding like that. I'm waiting for a calling. I said, Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1, 5, that before you are born in your mother's womb, I have called you and I have anointed you as a prophet. So there is a call when we were in the womb of our mother. That's why you and me are sitting as Christians and listening to the word of, word of God because there is a calling that was there in your mother's womb. That is what you heard. Maybe it took, for me, it took 35 years to listen to the voice of God. 
you may have heard it in five years, two years, 10 years, 13 years, 15 years. So there is a call. So don't wait for any other calling. You are called, already called unto God. Okay. And so that calling is there. And after that, by our understanding, when we came to know that we are Christians, uh, we are sinners, and that the Bible says that uh, the whom the Holy Spirit draws, without that, nobody can come to God. So if you are a Christian today, you are already drawn unto God. Okay, you are already drawn. That's why in millions of people or in, uh, in five or six members of your family, you are the one who have been drawn by God to his kingdom and for his purpose. And today you are listening to the word of God because you are drawn by God. Another thing what I was saying that now it is your and my responsibility to, to, to grow our spiritual calling. You know, it is our, your parents can put you in a college, but it is your teachers can help you study, but it is your job to study. Okay, the same way there is a God has called you, the pastors and the prophets can help you edify you, but it is your personal responsibility to go closer to God. And so many people have a misunderstanding that I am not so spiritual, I am not a tongue speaking person, that's why I am not hearing God. I, I wanted to say, Jesus, Bible never gives any record of Jesus speaking in tongues. And Bible never gives any record of John the Baptist doing any kind of miracles or prophecies. John the Baptist never turned water into wine, never healed any sick people. And his only ministry was to declare the coming of the kingdom and asking for repentance. Even today, any ministry that is valid is the ministry of repentance. There is, there should, every preacher, the clergy need to keep on declaring the coming of the Lord and ask the congregation, even the lost and the congregation to repent and turn and draw near to God. So, People say, I'm not spiritual, but I want to tell you, the day you receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior, the spirit of God came to live in you. So you are the spiritual one. Okay. And it is now your responsibility, how you can grow in the spirit. Okay. And that is what, and in the, in any, many religions are there. They are offering they are beating themselves. They are doing many things to show the love of God, love to God. But we are the only privileged people where God himself sacrificed himself and told to us that I love you. Okay. And so what we need to give, as rightly Stuart said, we need to give is our truthful and real heart to God. Okay, and how we can come closer to two points I discussed last week. That two points with this one thing you need to know Him. You need to, Bible says in the book of John, that if you love me, you, if you have, if you have my commandments, and if you do it, you love me. So the first and foremost thing is that we just not hear the word, but we become doers of word. You can hear millions of sermons. You can read millions of Hebrew verses and Greek verses and prophecies. But if you do not practice, that is not love unto God. According to the word of God, in the book of John, it says that if you love me, you do my commandments. Okay. If you love and do his commandments is the first thing. So 
if you are not a doer of word you do not love god you remember peter being asked asked by jesus in the last after resurrection do you love me what was his answer yes i love and what god said god never said go and he said go you said feed my sheep so love demands feeding the sheep love demand putting his work into action the second thing that what is i shared was that from mark chapter 12 3031 love your god with all of your heart and mind and soul and strength and love your neighbor as you love me so the thing is that do we love god with all of our heart and mind and soul and strength or we do partially sometime we love him with heart but our mind and soul and strength is living according to the worldly perspectives sometimes we may be doing with mind but we are not loving him with heart so a christian i told how sometime what happen most of the time our heart is in one identity our mind is in a fluctuating identity our spirit is in a different shape and so our body our body is wavered can i tell you it again our heart is in one identity our mind is a fluctuating identity our spirit because of that is in a different shape and then our body is in a wavered lifestyle you understand that when the spirit of god comes in the heart truly receives it and the mind the mind analyzes the need of that world and the spirit receives it and then you will grow in your spiritual walk to understand that if you go run after a prophet i always said are you a follower of christ jesus or you are a follower of a follower you need to understand that are you a follower of jesus or you are a follower of a follower if you i tell you i'm i told you i'm not against any servant of god any pastors any prophets but i tell you if any prophecy that do not convict you any message that do not convict you any uh, bible reading that this, if you are doing that is not convicting you then there is something wrong with you and me you know if a prophecy comes it makes you just encourage and happy and joyful but without any change in your life there is something wrong there is something wrong every prophecy every word should challenge you it should challenge you it should shake your complacency it should shake you it should that's why bible says the word of god is like a double edged sword it will cut marrow and flesh it should it should bruise us it should bleed us because we are not perfect people there is lot many rooms where we need changes and corrections if somebody agree with me agree with me or are we perfect i don't i, I am not perfect okay i'm not perfect because i preach sermon or i know some hebrew or greek language doesn't makes me perfect i some some miracles happens through my hand does not make me perfect even though i am imperfect still god can use me god used rahab also and god used mary also god used you know you know many people those who are not you know holy god used even shaul who was a who was a killer of christian people so god can use it anybody so what i want i was trying to tell you this this is that god is expecting that we know him more 
and we draw him more and we be closer to him. See, three things I said. How you can repeat it? God wants us to know him more. Without knowing him more, we cannot draw near to him. And without draw near to him, we cannot be closer to him. Hallelujah. How many of you can say that I know more? I want to know God more and more. Yeah? Yes, one or, one or two, because those who are visible, I can see your face, hands up. But those who are hidden or uh, uh, muted, I do not see. Okay, good picture for showing me the uh, uh, hand. Okay, so, SKL, thumbs up. Thank you, thank you. God bless you. You want to know God more. Okay, today what I am going to speak, it's a small scripture, small portion of the scripture, adding and complementing what I have already said to you. What is to know God? Okay, turn with me that uh, John chapter 17, 3. John chapter 17, 3. What it says? John chapter 17, 3. See, I will be talking purely from the scripture. Okay. I'm going to give you some insights of the scripture so that you may understand this is not a some uh, understanding, a worldly understanding of Pastor Roy. It is theology, it is Bible. Okay. It says, and this is eternal life. What is eternal life? This is eternal life. What? That they may know you. Whom? This is the prayer of Jesus. It says that they may know you who the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Most of the time, eternal life, we think like that. Eternal life is life after, you know, eternity life. Okay, that is eternal life because it, there is no eternal. Eternity means what? There is no end to it. Okay, it is. What is actually, what is eternal life? The, the God, we need to know God, the true living God and the son Jesus Christ whom he sent. That's why gospel being preached. That's why it is not necessary to know Jesus. Jesus is praying, saying that, that this is eternal life. The very understanding about God and his son, Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit itself is eternal life. Understand that. It is not just about life after death. Uh, life after death. It's also, you know, many people think that eternal life starts after you die. I tell you wrong. It is a wrong concept, understanding. Eternal life begins the day you received Jesus Christ as your personal savior. How you learn? Because the day you receive Jesus Christ, you have come to know the father. Okay. And that after that, the life is that you are going to live with him, with him for eternity till the end of the, uh, no end. It is eternity living with him. So what is eternal life? This is the prayer of Jesus that you, they may, that they may, who his disciples, his people may know who you, the only true God. Only true God. Okay. And Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Got it? This is the desire of the kingdom of God. 
This is the de desire of the triune God that you and me may know your father and the son through his spirit by the scriptures. The scripture, the scripture reveals Jesus Christ more and more. You know, without scripture, you may not be knowing, we not, may not be able to know Jesus. We need to read Jesus. We need to, because the flesh become word according to one John 1 chapter 12. So the word, the word become flesh. Sorry, the word become flesh. So we need to know it. And the scripture reveals it. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ. How many of you can say this, that today, yes, in Jesus, through Jesus Christ, through the Spirit of God, I know him as my father. No, no matter, I may, may not have understood him the way that I have to be, but still I know that he is my father. Amen. Amen. We may not have understood because if man can understand God, then he is not God. He is beyond our understanding. Any prophet says, uh, oh, I, I don't doubt it. The God spoke to me, this thing, that thing. Okay, that means they, that person should be so holy. So holy. Then why the asterisk marks and why the comments and all like that come, negative thoughts coming? Because somebody, if they say, you remember the Old Testament, the people used to afraid to even listen to God because that's why they pushed Moses to go. You remember that? In 40 days, 40 nights, God was there in the Mount Sinai and Moses went up. You know? So we must know this is really eternal life. Why God sent Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ been sent to the world. We all say to die for, for the sins of the mankind restored. That is true. But is the primary thing was that to make known to you and me, there is a heavenly father who loves you. Hallelujah. Okay. So this is a, this is a word that I want to speak to you. That what is eternal life? Eternal life is not just life after death. Eternal life is the very life that as a Christian we are living. And that is how we live, by the knowledge of the true God and the Jesus, the son whom he sent. Read, come to with me, but remember the story where Jesus asked a, a disciple, all these disciples in Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. 13 to 17, Matthew chapter 16, 13 to 17. Okay. Matthew chapter um, 13, uh, 16, 13 to 16. When Jesus came into the region of Castoria, Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, why do, who do men say that I, the son of man am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, some others Jeremiah, and or one of the prophet. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered to, answered to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah, 
for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You know, what an interesting topic this is. I do not know, have you ever pondered into that? Here, God is, Jesus is asking his disciple what the people are talking about me. So the disciple said, somebody says that you are the John the Baptist. You know, somebody says you are Elijah. Somebody says you are Jeremiah. Somebody says you are one of the prophets. You know, and but the question, why as Jesus asked him was a very great question to me. But what do you say about me? This is a question that God is asking you and me. You know, what is he said? And he says that many of us have understanding about Jesus by people said he is a provision maker, he is a healer, he is that, he is that. And many of us are living because of circumstances and some of them are understanding by teaching by people. Some of them are understanding by, by reading the thing. But, but God, Jesus was telling the disciples, okay, let me ignore that. Let me let the people say what I am. But uh, what do you know about me? What you think about me? I want to ask these 37 people, those who are in connection, and there may be multiple of people sitting in one room. What do you know about your God, your Jesus? You put him in the places where you are suffering. Normally what happens when we go through problem, they say, when do we go through finance? We say, he is the God who makes everything available to. When we are in sickness, we say that he is my healer. When we are in problem, he is my protection. But uh, is that is what God is all about? What do you think about Jesus? What you do think about Jesus? In other words, Wilford, what God was, Jesus was asking, what is the revelation you have about me? Do those all sitting, Connie, Matthew, Chipo, Ezekiel, all peoples in your every many names, I ask you, do you have a revelation of Jesus? I want to tell you, today's church is limited with the revelation from Jesus, not having revelation of Jesus. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody here? Amen. What is the revelation that you have about Jesus? And if you really have a revelation about Jesus, could it be possible that your life will be like this? Could it be possible that your life is in turmoils? It means a wayward lifestyle? I doubt. And here, here this guy Peter says that blessed Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of living God. Means what? Peter, in, in a totally 
unbelievable way she has given some understanding which were never thought by people they were thinking he is a prophet is jerobia is elijah is so and so he says you are christ the son of the living god and read jesus reply to him blessed are you simon bar jona or for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father who is in heaven i want to tell you you and me cannot receive jesus christ as son of god son of god son of the living god until the father himself reveals himself to you and me can i talk to you can i talk to you can i preach no you cannot have a revelation of christ jesus until god the father reveals him his son to you and some of us we we really often god's heart by saying that we know god we know jesus because our lifestyles does not our lifestyle does not uh, no uh does not support align the claim that we make do you what is your revelation about christ jesus what was jesus prayer that they may know you the father and me the son whom you sent and how they know what what is this asking what about you what do you think about me for you he can be a healer you can be he is a provision maker he can be your provider he can be your stronghold but what you think about me if i am a miracle worker no john the baptist john the baptist no jesus the peter says you are the christ the son of the living god i want to tell you somebody until you been closer to god you cannot get the revelation of Christ Jesus just by reading some books or reading some podcasts hearing some podcasters and becoming a partner of a some ministry or uh, you know to making some watch party cannot make you know god more the god can the son of jesus is revealed by god the father it is not that i am saying jesus himself it flesh and blood cannot get this understanding but who made it but my father who is in heaven i want to ask you today today evening do you have a revelation of christ jesus or you are living a living with a revelation from christ jesus and people this is a question that you need to ask it is like that do you know your mother and father do you understand their pains do you understand their strugglings do you understand their aspirations do you understand their dreams on your life the same thing do you know jesus do you know his pain that is taken for you and me do you know his aspirations about you and me do you know his mission about you and me do you know his purpose about you and me 
what is the purpose jesus saying eternal life is this that you may know the father i understand in my understanding that is what i learned there that jesus came to make god the father a real to you and me you know in the old testament understanding god the father we seen as a de destroying angry filled and uh, you know punishing god and people were people used to to fear to go to him but what he did in 400 years of old testament 400 years of silence the the next prophet came was john the baptist and he started speaking boldly brood of vipers repent and the repentance started he prepared where the last prophet came was jesus christ he was the prophet again came and he showed the father real to them it us that is not just a, he is a justice and justice filled father god but at the same time a loving merciful compassionate forgiving father and that knowledge is eternal life that can change our that can change our perspective about living with him for eternity if you are not happy you do not know you your father you will always be scared to live with the father for eternity no some people those who are maybe have a step father or step mother you can very well understand that you may be scared to live with that person because you don't know that person and maybe now you may be saying after 20 years of time i started you no know, understanding him and our relationship be little bit cordial still little bit cordial that is the same thing jesus says let them know you and whom you sent that is eternal life and here i want to say the jesus says that uh, the the without father revealing himself through jesus we cannot know about jesus and that's why the holy spirit draw us to him so that we may know him more and more how many of you this evening want to say yes pastor i want to know him more and more more and more more of you more of you not little not little not not some drops of understanding i want to know you know you more and more it's not about it's all about not uh, don't think that more talking in tongues will make you make you make you give an impression to people that you are more closer to god no more words you know will not make you uh, closer to god these all things can be possible without clo being closer to god even you know if some of you in the medical professional professions you know you may be a uh, you may be a qualified doctor or you may be a qualified nurse but even the compounder the 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 one who is helping you to clean the wound and all like that the one day you are not in the hospital if somebody comes with a wound what he will do he will automatically will clean and do it why because he has seen the they are doing it so the same way without a professional understanding if you can do certain things the same way if you are not with closer to god still you can do certain things in the kingdom of god you know it's not it's not about experiences and your understanding it's about word there are many many scholars are there many scholars are there they come up with uh, recently a, a, a prophet said uh, the false prophets are not uh, in the back side of the the false prophets are not from the back side of the pulpit 
the false prophets will come from the front side of the pulpit means what do you know the from the congregation false prophets will rise up all other prophets are true i don't know i don't judge it okay so many scholars will come with scholar scholar words of wisdom but that is not what bible says okay now let us see what apostle paul says philippians chapter 3 7 to 11 to 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 know jesus what we need to do Apostle Paul said what he did. Here, see. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Okay? Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Okay, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being confirmed to his death. If by any means, I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. How many of you understood that word? Okay. Apostle Paul, I do not want to complicate simple language, simple words. Apostle Paul says, I counted all those things which was gained that was good to me as losses. I, 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 I cut out my relationships. I cut out my friendship. I cut out my education, qualification, earthly thing, aspiration, everything. Why? Just to, because it is counted loss for which these I have counted loss for Christ. And what he says, to why? To, ex to know the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. See, if you think that what you are is, is excellent, then you cannot get any excellence. If you think that you are the best person in this world, you know, it is not necessary that in a marriage you keep a best man and he, he is a best man. No, it is only just a ritual. <laughs> you know, it's just a, a tradition that we need to have a best man. And you check up the best man's character, then you will say, hey, he, this, this was my best man. Sometimes you fall into So, so don't, don't think like that. Apostle Paul says, all things I count loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. I suffered loss of all things and count them rubbish that I may gain Christ. Means what? What you have, you need to you need to die for it. You need to leave it. Because if you think that that is gain for you, then you will suffer loss of Christ. But if you if you willing to lose it for Christ, then Christ would be the treasure and the gain that you are going to receive. Amen. And then what he says, and not having my own righteousness by law, which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God, that I may, for what? He doesn't say I may be a great prophet, I may be a great miracle worker, but what he says, I may know him. Underline that word, I may know him. 
beloved children of God, as you are in the pathway of growing in the Lord, can you please make this your greatest desire that I want to know you more and more. I want to know you more. All other things, I count it loss. If I hold on, I will be a loser. I want to gain, attain that excellence of you. I want to see that glory. Remember when Moses in the, in the Israelites, they were in the wilderness. God, they, they offended God and God said, I will not go with you to the promised land. What was Moses, Moses replied? Moses replaced it that if you do not go with us, I do not want to go to the promised land. Some of, some of us, we are sitting as Christians, we think like that. We are, we, we are so excellent people. You know, we are so excellent people. No, it is like scribes. They put on prayer shawl and all like that. And they walk and thinking that they show to the world that we are very pious, very generous, very, very knowledgeable and very, very religious person. God says you are like a tomb. It's a tomb outside good, inside it's all rotten. That's what scribes used to do. The Pharisees and Sadducees were, they were not sinners. They were knowledgeable. They were highly knowledgeable about God. But their knowledge become, because of their knowledge, they despised the true living God who came in the form of man and they despised him. Here, Apostle Paul says, I want to know him. I want to know the excellence of Jesus Christ. And then what he says is that, and not only he want to know him, how many, we are afraid about suffering. But here this man is saying, I want to, and not only is, uh, uh, know him and power of his resurrection. And, and then he says that I want to fellowship his suffering. How many of you want to suffer fellowship with sufferings? If a prosecution comes, we all start praying. <laughs> Lord, the persecution may stop. Hello, come on. But the disciples, in, if you read in the book of Acts, what they say, when they said, they rejoiced and said, we thank God for they counted them, that God counted them worthy to suffer for his kingdom. What is the attitude today? Recently, I got a prayer prayer, uh, you know, list of prayer where saying persecution is increasing. So you start praying for persecution to stop. Then how can the word of God can be fulfilled? Peter was persecuted in the, in the, uh, he was in the jail. The people prayed, but persecution never stopped. God has allowed him to go through the persecution, but God has uh, raised him as a manifestation of his kingdom. I want to tell you, fellowship with suffering and what being confirmed to his death. Even you will be confirmed to his means what you may have to die for the sake of the gospel. You may have to die. How many of you want to go to heaven? <laughs> you need to die. <laughs> you know? Without dying, we cannot go to heaven. Without dying, we cannot go to hell. That is required. You know, without, without jumping into water, you cannot learn to swim. <laughs> okay. So, and then what he says, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. 
I just want to say, this is the knowledge that I'm, I'm, I want to share with the word of God. What is Apostle Paul's desire? What is was his desire? I want to know him. I want to know the power of resurrection. I want to fellowship with his suffering. Last what he's saying, why? By any means. <laughs> I like that word. You know, by any means, you know, somehow, somehow, what happened? I may attain the resurrection from that. Means what? When he comes, you know, when he comes, I may also raise, rise from the dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to have fellowship of his uh, suffering. We want what? We want resurrection. We want heaven. We want everything. But we do not want to know God. Jesus. We do not want to fellowship with suffering. And according to the book of Timothy, they say we, we will enter into the kingdom of God with a lot of tribulations. Lot of tribulations. May not be the great tribulations, but lot of tribulations. The famine, the earthquake, the pandemic, the flood, you know, all these things. Come on. Up till now, how many of you understood what I am trying to say? What is a Christian's ultimate desire? Yes, somebody can unmute and tell me what is the Christian's ultimate desire? To know God. To know God. To know Jesus. To know God. That should be our ultimate desire. Okay. Now, having said this, having said this, now I'm going to give you some insights how we can draw closer to God. What is that? How we can close, draw closer to God. Okay. When I share, you keep some bookmark in this place where I am taking now. It is Hebrew, Hebrews chapter 10, 22. And I may request you, somebody, to unmute and read so that I can have a gulp of water, little water. Hebrews chapter 10, 22. It says, Let yes. us do let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from our guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Right. Praise God. In NKJV, it says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with uh, pure water. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. What is that? How we need to draw near? Four ways. It's the four things he says. One, with a true heart. Second, with a full assurance of faith. 
third the heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and fourth our bodies washed with the pure water this is how apostle paul the writer of hebrews who who is uh, believed to be apostle paul or luke i do not know it normally say it is luke some say paul so let us draw near to with a true heart what is true heart what is true heart true heart the simple meaning is a heart without having any hypocrisy a heart which is not double minded double in a multi multifaceted it's a it's a true heart okay let us see uh, hebrews chapter 7 18 and 19 what it says about the true heart how to draw for on the one hand there is an uh, annulling of the former commandment because of it is weakness and unprofitableness for the law made nothing perfect on the other hand there is this bringing in a, of a better hope through which we do draw near to god you understand the law was the law was uh, what it says it was weak and unprofitable you remember that last time i said they offered sacrifices without having any change in the new testament jesus sacrifice changed our life okay and then what it says let us draw near to god through which word with a better hope who is the better hope jesus christ the hope of glory who lives in us so a true heart the heart is very important heart is very important last time i said we need to be our heart need to be true to three three areas three people three destination what is that our heart need to be true to god okay our heart need to be true to ourselves our heart need to be true to others got it you want me to repeat it our heart need to be true to god our heart need to be true to ourselves our heart need to be true to others many times we play you how many of you know the play you are in child childhood you must have played hide and seek game hide and seek you know we are still playing hide and seek with god we are if we are true to god then we are not true to ourselves we are true to ourselves then we are not true to our others and that is what jesus said with all of your heart and mind and soul and strength you love god and love your neighbor and by doing this you will be true to yourself you know are you true to god are you true to yourself you we most of the time you know stuart what we do most of the time we justify our actions rather rather than rather than get rather than getting convicted by our we 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 justify our actions we need to true to god like david came and said i have sinned against you we need to be simple to god don't make so complicated true to ourselves you need to understand that there is a need in your life for a forgiveness a repentance then be true to god 
You know, I, I want to tell you, how many of you know there are two kinds of sins that we can do? There is a commissioned sin and there is an omitted sin, omission sin. You know that committed, commissioned sin and omission sin? But commissioned sin means what? You are, it is already commissioned that this you do, it is a sin. What is the omission? Means what? You think this is not a sin, so I am doing. Everybody is doing. So, that we know, emissions and omissions need to be forgiven. Right? No? So, there is a commissioned sin. What God says, uh, do not, do, do not uh, tell lie, ten commandments, and uh, do not uh, do adultery, or um, uh, fornication, or uh, idol worshipping, all like that. That is a commissioned sin. So if you do that, it is a commission. Means God already declared it as a sin. Drunkardness, all these things are sins that is already declared by God. And there are some other sins. What is that? That is omission. Omission means what? Because, okay, God said that, you know, you do not have sexual immorality. But, okay, if it is uh, kissing is okay. One glass of wine is okay. One lie to save somebody's life is okay. That all are omission. Means what? We, are, we ignore it. Understand that? Have you ever heard about these commission sins and omission sins? Yes, this is true. There is certain people, though commission sins what means what? We knowingly do it. Omission sins what? We are unknown, ignorant, because other people are doing, I am also doing. We justify that. Okay? True to heart is very, very important. It's attitude. What is true to heart means? No, true to heart means why heart is, Bible says, with, with, we hear it says that uh, draw near to him with a true heart. Because if you know Jeremiah chapter 17, 9, Jeremiah chapter 17, 9 says the heart is deceitful of all things. Heart is deceitful. You know, art is deceitful. Okay? Can you understand me? We do not know what turn it will take. <laughs> it is like a, uh, no, it is like a, you know, a forest or a expedition you go. You do not know which way it will take. You know? Even when you do some parachuting, what happened? You do not know which, which direction the wind will take you. You know? That is the same thing. Our heart is so deceitful. So we, we do not know what way it will take. What is heart all about? Heart should be. According to Proverbs chapter 4.23. According to chapter Proverbs chapter 4.23. What is heart? The heart is the place from issues of life flows. <laughs> See, it is deceitful. But what is that? From the heart, the Heart, what should come out? The issues of life. Okay? Issues of life. And if you read in Matthew chapter 15, 18 onwards, Jesus says one thing, what it is. It is not what you eat from your mouth make you, make you unholy. It is from the things that come out of your heart makes you unholy. Hey, 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 hey. You know, sometimes we have all these, instead of issues of life, unholy things, unforgiveness, betrayal, you know, murmuring, grumbling, you know, lust in our heart. And through that, we go to worship God. 
do you think god will hear you he will never hear the prayer of a sinner except the sinner's cry is for salvation true heart somebody say true heart no true heart uh, what is a true heart a true heart is the heart that is true to god true to self and true to others you cannot put a mask with others if you are you are putting a mask with god then you will put a mask with you and you will put mask for other people also you will try to portray yourself something that you are not that is what is called as hypocrisy in simple language joking way it can say looking tokyo going london means what you are something and you are doing something okay so beloved children what is god expecting true heart true to god true to god somebody say true heart true heart true heart and what what is the true heart john chapter 4 23 to 24 please read it john chapter i want to close it today so please help me reading in bible i will get tired if i read bible read and speak to so somebody need to help me john chapter 4 Yeah, please. John chapter four, twenty three and twenty four. Yes, Michelle, please yeah, read. Yeah, twenty three. Yeah, sorry, Christa. The hour is coming. Now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Verse twenty four. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. So, so what is the true heart? Drawing true with drawing true is what drawing with a true heart of spirit and truth. You know, earlier days what has happened? If we, you know, uh, how many of you know? We always used to struggle with Shabbat, Saturday or Sunday Shabbat worship. Without church, we cannot worship. Radical Pentecostal say online worship is wrong and all. But today, no complaint. you know the time has come people will not limit worshiping in church buildings people will not limit worshiping in uh, anywhere they will go virtually they will go physically wherever at time what is the true heart the true heart is the heart that worships the lord in truth and spirit come on somebody it's not the song you know many people have a false and false understanding that worshiping singing song is a worship to god no way no way because your worship will bring a song not the song will be a worship am i talking to you many many people have understanding that singing a song is a worship to god no way because the worship is of the truth and spirit in your heart that brings out a new song from your mouth singing song is just an expression of your celebration it's not worship worship comes from your heart what is the worship that god is looking for a worship that is from truth and spirit truth and spirit
Also turn to me with Isaiah chapter 30, 38. And verse 3. Isaiah chapter 38, verse 3. It says, Remember, remember, O oh Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with all the devotion, and I have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. So remember now, O oh Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. And have done what is good in your sight. Means what? It is very important. The true heart is what? The heart that walks before God in truth and with a loyal heart. Are you coming to the church because you are loyal? You are a loyal heart to, that is clinging to God? Or you come just to come to the church? Ezekiah is saying, Ezekiah is praying and crying when he's, he was about to die. Say, remember now, O Lord, I, I pray how I have walked before you. What is that? In truth and in loyal heart means what? My, with all of my heart, I walked after you. I never deviated. I never, I was never carried away by storms of the life. I never murmured in the storms of life. I never had a, I had contaminated my spiritual walk. I have walked with you a loyal heart. With all of my heart, all of my mind and soul and strength, I walked before you. And Bible says God heard him and he given 15 years extended for his, his life. You know, true heart. I'm talking about true heart. So, what, so, what is the thing that God expects you and to have a true heart? Okay, so I spoke about true heart. What is true heart? The heart is filled with truth and spirit. The heart which is truth and loyal, true and loyal to God. You cannot play with God. Bible says God searches the deepest things of our heart. The Spirit of God searches deeper, deepest thing. Do not be no, deceived, it says. Do not be deceived because the Spirit searches deepest thing. Deepest thing. Okay, true heart. What is the second thing that we need to do? The full true heart in how? In full assurance of faith. Not some assurance of faith. Full assurance of faith. Hallelujah. Full assurance of faith. We need to have the complete knowledge about our faith. Complete confidence on the faith. You know, Acts chapter 8, 37. Acts chapter 8, 37. Acts chapter 8, 37. Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
Hallelujah. What is the full assurance of faith? This is about the, the, the eunuch. The eunuch was uh, wanted to have, uh, you know, baptism. And uh, he, she, he or she, he said to him, uh, Philip the evangelist, that there is water. Why I can't be baptized? He said, you can if you believe. And what was the eunuch's reply? I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Many people believe Jesus Christ is the savior. Many people believe Jesus Christ is the provider. But most it is necessary to know Jesus Christ is the son of God. And the Bible very clearly says, without having the spirit of God, you cannot say that Jesus Christ is the son of God. That is why when demonic spirit filled people, they will never say that Jesus Christ is the son of God because they have a demonic spirit, not the spirit of God. That's why very important Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, what it says from the heart you believe and speak through your mouth because it is very important you speak from your mouth because that is the when the demonic powers know that you declare that Jesus Christ is the son of God. You know, full assurance of faith is what? Jesus Christ is the son of God. What is faith? Oh, he came to die for me. He took my, he took my, no, he took my sins away. He forgiven me. These all are faith declarations. What is the full assurance of faith is Jesus Christ is the son of God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the son of Lord. Let us go to Hebrew chapter 11, 6, what it says. Hebrew chapter 11, 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Understand that. It is impossible to please him. Faith is needed to, the full assurance of faith is needed so that we can please him. Full assurance of faith. What is the full assurance of faith? With all of your heart and mind and soul and strength, you believe and trust that Jesus Christ is the son of God. What is the full assurance of faith? That means he was, he is, he is soon coming. In him, I am complete. In him, all things are completed. I belong to him. That is the full assurance of faith. Do you live in a doubt whether Jesus Christ is the son of God? Yeah. If you see John 3.16, we ask why he came. He came to save the sinners, but nobody says that he loved me. So he came. You are sent. You are sinner. Was not an emergency for God. <laughs> you and me were sinners. Doesn't mean that God was in emergency. His emergency to come was because of his love compelled him to come down. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. If you need to rejoice, don't rejoice. I was a sinner and he saved me. He rejoiced saying that he was in full love with me. So he came down for me. You can interpret any way that you want. You can twist the words like anything. But what is, Bible never says that he came to give, what was God so loved the world and he gave his son. 
we forget about god so loved the world he was not forced to come because we are sinners and perishing he was forced to come because of his love and he was died not because that it is man it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, uh, it was there was no other uh, other way that he can uh, he can change it he died because uh, of love for us his death was prompted by love his coming was prompted by love and in between the action was just the fulfillment of manifestations of his love hallelujah hallelujah he is the beginning and the end both beginning and the end was propelled or compelled or governed by love in between the actions was the manifestations of his love he healed so that you may know by his stripes you are healed he provided so that he may know that i will be providing for you come on somebody full assurance of christ jesus do you have a full assurance of christ jesus as your personal savior do you full assurance that jesus christ is the son of god and that is what apostle paul say i want to know jesus christ the son of god full assurance of faith okay and the third thing what he said was what what was the third thing the third thing he says heart sprinkled from an evil conscience heart sprinkled from a evil conscience sprinkled means what sprinkled by sprinkled by what sprinkled by the blood of jesus sprinkled by let us read uh, hebrew chapter 9 14 and 14 please for if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of the heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh how much more will the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to god purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living god hallelujah <laughs> what a great thing what it says the the blood of the bulls or goats or ashes of heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh it was last time i said it was just a shadow of things to come it only used to purify the flesh but the blood of jesus purifies our inner heart amen hallelujah that's why we were, we are no more sacrificing bulls and uh, tortoise turtles or uh, or uh, dove or uh, sin offering grain offering that of burnt offering we are not offering that why once for all my christ jesus he offered himself how much more the blood of christ through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to god cleanse your conscience from dead works for what to serve the living god you and me are saved to serve the living god not to not to just to waste our life every minute 
without invested in Christ is a waste of time. You study and become a great man, that is, you are glorifying him. You study and become a prime minister of your country, you are glorifying God. You study and become a great entrepreneur, you become, you are glorifying God. But if you are come to study and uh, run around here and there, accidents and this, abortion, childbirth and this and this, you are defying the glory of God and God will hold you accountable for that. want to tell you very clearly you dislike me please dislike me no problem i have i have not started ministry thinking about somebody from um, um, nigeria or uganda will come and call me dad but it made that god made it happen not because i need you god thought that you need me he had prepared me before so that I can be a John the Baptist to tell boldly preach the gospel, brood of vipers, turn and produce the fruits of repentance. But I'm not calling you brood of vipers. I'm calling you my children because Jesus changed the equation. John the Baptist called brood of vipers because he was the last prophet of the law. And Jesus is the first and the last prophet of grace. And that's why he called loving children. And God prepared me, telling the one who knows the big end from the beginning, prepared me 20 years before to, to receive children from the nations and to tell them, that your heart is sprinkled with the blood of Jesus to, made, to make you a servant of the living God. Hallelujah. How many of you want to serve God in any given capacity? You can be a doctor, still you can serve the Lord. You can, you can be a manager, you can still serve the Lord. You can be an engineer, you can still serve the Lord. You can be in computer science, you can still serve the Lord. You can be an entrepreneur. You can still serve the God. You can be a prime minister. I pray many of you maybe the, uh, the, will rise up like giants in your country. You be the prime ministers and presidents. You have that the spirit living in you so that you can rise up. So that glory of God. You can be profound, knowledgeable lawyers and uh, administrative officers and, uh, and you know, doctors and uh, all things, whatever capacity God keeps you, be a light that shines his glory. Okay, and he says, it is how, so that sprinkle the water. And 1 Peter 2, 1 says what? 1 Peter chapter 2, 1. One Peter. Chapter 2, 1. It reads, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and yes. envy and all slander. Yeah. One Peter. 
to one. Yeah, please. Therefore, what we need to do? Our concern should be without malice, without deceit, without hypocrisy, without envy, without all evil speaking. Means what? It should be. Okay, let me tell you in one thing. Sprinkling of the blood into your and my heart speaks about the attitudes that we carry. The simple word for that. The swashing of our inner man is to develop a character or a attitude in us. If you are washed with the blood of Jesus, Andrew, Andre, what will happen? Malice will not be there. Deceit will not be there. Hypocrisy will not be there. Envy will not be there. Evil speaking will be not there. And as newborn babies deserve the pure milk of the word and that you may grow thereby, you will always, uh, always want to have more spiritual understanding to grow. What is 1 John 3, 3 says? 1 John 3, 3. One John three three. Sorry, it reads, and everyone who has this hope in Him purifies himself, just as He is pure. Now read two. Now read verse two. Verse two, beloved. Now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Understood? Why I read chapter verse 3 and then took it to 2. Because what is uh, everyone who has the hope in him, means hope in Jesus Christ, purifies himself and he is pure. And what is that hope? It says that we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That is the hope. So what it says, okay, what it says means what? Pure is where? Not pure in cloth or pure in your eyes. Pure in where? Pure in where? Pure where, Pamela? Pure in where? Pure, pure in our? Hearts. Our hearts. Our hearts. From the hearts, issues of life comes. The heart is deceitful. So we need to keep our heart pure. We need to keep your heart pure. Pure. Okay. L read. Why sprinkled with the blood? Uh, uh, let us read Acts chapter, sorry, Psalm 24, 3 and 4. Psalm 24, 3 and 4. Psalm 23, 24, 3 and 4. It's real. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an, to an idol, nor sworn deceitful. So here he is, who can, who has the clean hands and pure heart, who is not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully? Who is this people? This is the character of a born-again child understand that the cleansing of the 
sprinkling of the holy blood into our consciences because to create a pure heart you remember the 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 sermon of the beatitudes what is this blessed is he who is, is he who is pure they shall see the lord pure means what their conscience is washed and cleaned by the blood of jesus okay Re read from ezekiel chapter 36 i will be making you read something because i told you i am going to give you scriptures Ezekiel chapter 36, 25 to 27. Very beautiful word. Ezekiel 36, 25. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and, a, and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and you keep my judgments and do them. You want an explanation from me now? What is the sprinkling of uh, blood happened in our life? What it says, I will sprinkle clean water. Okay, this I'm not going to explain, but uh, you can write it down. Sprinkling of clean water is uh, an Old Testament priest and Levites cleaning process. Okay, and you can read it in Leviticus chapter 16, 4 and 14. Leviticus chapter 16, 4 and 14. And Numbers chapter 8, verse 7. You read it, then you understand what is this cleansing of water. It is all the time, the cleansing of the water means what? People being washed, the priest before entering into the, to, to the Holy of Holies or into the tabernacle, used to wash themselves from clean all dirt from themselves. And then they need to put the linen clothes and all like that. So you read this. It is a Old Testament priestly and Levites, procedural cleaning that is in leviticus chapter 16 4 and 14 and numbers chapter 8 7 so here god is saying i will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean and the new testament says the water is since the cleansing by the pure water means the water of word the word will cleanse you and then i will cleanse you from all filthiness and from all your idols means what when one become a christian he is a new creation all things will be gone and then i will give you a new heart oh praise god the old things will be gone that means what your character will be changed from inside your heart that was clinging or uh, meditating on sins uh, no more will meditate or cling to sin because i because i am giving you cause to give you a new heart somebody say hallelujah i have a new heart Okay, new heart and put a new spirit. Hallelujah. What was the old spirit? The man spirit. What is the new spirit? The Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. A new spirit. The old ways are gone. The new ways are come. Means what? The old ways are man dictated spiritual walk. And the new spirit is what? The Christ led life. 
okay and then says i will take the heart of stone means the heart of stone means the rebellious heart of a person and give you a flesh flesh means what living a living heart give you a heart of flesh means a responsible a responsive recipient able to receive deeply rooted convicted emotional all kind of living spirit to you i will pour out my spirit within you okay now you no more live in the man spirit i will pour out my spirit means means i will turn you back into my image and my likeness when i created adam hallelujah that is what you and me adam lost it by jesus christ we regained it somebody say hallelujah that is why we need to be spotless and blemishless and then what happened and then says and caused you to walk to my statues means what the man's heart never followed it was rebellious but my spirit lives in you now you will start listening to me somebody who says that i cannot hear from you god you need to check your uh, christian spiritual stages what is your status with god and then it says and you will keep my judgments and do that then what happened when god when you have a reborn spirit in you then god's statues or judgments will not be bearsome and but burdensome but jesus said my walk is light and you will free to do it you will not you don't how can i can i drink you will not ask this question can i drink you yourself say i am not belonging to the world i do not want to drink Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah! If somebody asks you, "Can you sleep with me today?" Yes, I can sleep, but not with you. Why? Because I have already married to my Jesus. Can somebody say, "Can you tell a lie to somebody?" So, no, I cannot lie because I have already, already, I already. get rid of the spirit of lie i have a spirit of truth living in me hallelujah i know that somebody is somebody is getting smiling okay no problem pamela no don't worry <laughs> okay so what is this what i'm trying to tell then you need not need a pastor or a prophet to decide what need to be what you need to do the anointing in you will teach you my dear child this is not right what god spirit will keep on prompting to you you will keep you will sometime you will hear audible voice of pastor roy speaking to you <laughs> because he will bring remembrance of that you know understand that okay so that is the and what is this i am trying to tell the sprinkling of the blood in the in the conscience is to build your character i tell you you can be a great gifted talented person you are nothing without a godly character to become a president of a country you may be needing some political aspiration some some bad histories in your uh, resume uh, you know you killed somebody you cheated somebody all these are good good resume stuffs but that is not where god raises you up god raises who are humble and those who are pure okay so the third thing i have only 5 minutes i will sprinkle the water i already said to you sprinkle the water means water inside cleaning inside cleaning who is living in you now 
Chelsea, who is living in you? The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. The old is gone. Are you closer to God? Are you closer to God? Are you, do you hear from Him? How can you draw near to God? This is a, And lastly, Hebrew chapter 10.22 says that what? Hebrew chapter 10.22 says the last thing is that's what he says and the conscience and our bodies washed with the pure water. 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 It denotes about the baptism. Okay. Acts chapter 22, 16. And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling the name of the Lord. You know, it showed about, shows about the body washing is all about baptism in the water. The sprinkling of the water, the sprinkling of the blood, the baptism in the spirit. Okay. Acts chapter 2.38 says what? Repent and turn and be baptized in the name of the Lord for the remissions of your sin. Okay. You understand that what I'm trying to say? When you draw near to God, you need to draw near to God with a true heart, full assurance of faith, and your heart sprinkled with the from the blood evil from all evil concerns and your body washed with the pure water. Let us read 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I will read a couple of verses more and I will close it. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 11. First Corinthians 6, verse 11. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, by the Spirit of our God. So what he says, some of you, but you were washed, but you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So, those who are called in the Lord, they are not just washed. Washed by the body, it means when you are washed, you are sanctified, and but you are justified also. Justify means what? Your stature is changed. You are not anymore an offended person, offensive person. You are not a guilty conscious person. You are very clear, clean to God. Same chapter, verse 19 and 20. First Corinthians 6, verse 19. For do you not know that you God, the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's, God's. Okay. You need any explanation to you? No. You don't know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is it where? Who is in your pastor? Who is in your prophet? 
who is in your archbishop who is in your other brother who speaks more bible verses who is in you in a sister who prays and fast who sings no it is in you hallelujah it is in you and whom you have from whom not by any prophet or prophetical words you have from god and you are not your own now you need to understand your very life is not yours your ownership is changed your deed is changed and then says for you were brought at a price therefore glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are of god so your body and the spirit belongs to god you and me are have the responsibility to glorify god through that am i talking to you whatever we do contrary to that through the body and through the spirit is not glorifying god can we read 7 711 one corinthian chapter 711 sorry just a minute seven sorry 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 okay okay Seven one one and two. Let's go in case seven, verse one and two. Now concerning the things of which we watch to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. See, <laughs> now many of you will laugh. pastor coming back again to that no the bible says what it says it is good for a man not to touch man, woman hello you can shake hand saying that praise god but you cannot hold hands and sit where no you better it is not to touch and then what it says because of sexual immorality let each man have a wife not each boy have a girlfriend and each girlfriend have a boyfriend no it is written written that each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband hallelujah god is speaking god is speaking god is speaking some faces is smiling some faces is going down praise god all those who are dating don't touch don't touch don't touch you can hate me you cannot hate god you can you cannot hate god's word this is why i read it because you thought that pastor fabricate story and tell that don't touch but the bible says don't touch what it says now concerning the things which you have wrote to me it is good for a man not to touch a woman yes ricky i am also with you yes praise god it's good and then what it says because of sexual immorality what have you have your own wife you have your own husband don't say you you wrong with somebody and you don't not know tomorrow he will marry you or not when you do not know whether he will marry you you cannot wrong with him so 
sex is good good thing according to the bible the undefiled bed is good but it is in the marriage not outside the marriage if somebody is near there you tell them don't touch girls don't touch boys if it's offensive to god and if at all you are you are you are you are burning in uh, you know lust or sexual arousement marry somebody be make them a wife if it is lawful to marry at the one in particular age don't under marry somebody under under age india is india will in indian government will put you in behind bar what i am trying to say honor your god with your body honor your god with your body let every man have his wife and every woman have her husband no girlfriend no boyfriend let every man have his wife as a woman lot not every man have a wife a man as a wife or a woman has a woman has a husband no let adam marry eve not adam and adam marry even eve marry god created john and john and elena to marry not john and john to marry hallelujah it's often see how can you draw near to god these things keeps you away from god and that's what isaiah says it is not that my hand is short it is not my ears are dumb but it is your iniquity that turns my face from me your iniquity i'm not far from you but i am no more compassionately looking to you you know see just just turn your you you somebody is standing you turn your face what do you know i don't want to be away from him but at the same time i do not want to see him god is also he is there omnipresently he is there with you but his face is no more compassionate no more passionate towards you why because your iniquity separates his face from you i'm closing here i'm closing here one more word is there let me see that is that is to be read no okay so understood what i was trying this is my completion of the subject how can you be closer to god do you really listen from god what we need to do we need to we need to meditate the word and do the word and we need to love the lord with all of our heart and mind and soul and strength and love our neighbors as it is how we can come closer to god we have to come closer to god with a true heart with a fullness of faith heart sprinkled with the blood of jesus and bodies washed with the pure water and why we need to do this we need to be truthful and real to our god you need to truthful and real to our god we need to true to our heavenly father we need to true to ourselves and we need to true towards other people
Am I talking to you today evening? In this perspective of the word of God, what is your response to the word of God? Is it, is it that your heart is true to God? Is it that your conscience is sprinkled with the blood of Jesus? Is it that you have full assurance of faith as Jesus Christ as the Son of God? Are you washed with the pure water? Your body. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2 says, you remember that word it says, what it says? Offer your body as a living sacrifice. How many of you want to tell today evening, Lord, I want to come back to you. I want to love you with a true heart. I want to be true towards God, true towards myself and true towards my people. Thank you for the sprinkling of what the blood in my heart because the, from the heart is the issues of life, springs of life flows. It is deceitful, it defiles, but I want to worship you in truth and spirit. How many of you want to say, Lord, I just not have faith for healing and provisions and, and everything, but I have the full assurance of faith that Jesus Christ is not just a healer, a provider or, a, or, or anything else, but he is the true son of God, of the son of the living God. And you want to say, Lord, I want the pure water of the word of God to wash me, wash my body that my body also can be a living sacrifice unto you, that I can hear you closer, I can listen to you from closer, I can draw near to you, I can listen from you. The four years old Shamuel, when he heard God is speaking to somebody is speaking to him, the prophet Eli said to him, say to that your servant is hearing, here is your servant. Can somebody today in this evening say to the word of God that you heard? My God, my Savior, your servant is here. Speak to me. Speak to me. I bring my life to you. I offer my spirit, soul, mind and strength to you. So that I can draw closer to you with a true heart with a heart of full assurance of faith, with the sprinkling of the blood into my evil conscience and the washing of my body with pure water. I give you 60 seconds, one minute of time. Close your eyes. Be real to God. It does not mean that you and me will not fail. We will fail, but we can be honest with God saying, Lord, here I am. Tell him that, Lord, you are my refuge. You are my stronghold. I cannot run away from, please close your eyes. Eyes, please, please. Ricky, Ricky, please, please stop talking and please close your eyes, you know, and just speak to God. If there is anybody who want to say that I want to give my life to Jesus, 
maybe in the screen you can raise your hands you can raise your hands yes i want a, a change in my life i want to be true to god true to myself and true to the people i want to change i want a character change in my life i need a character change in my life and i know that you are coming is soon coming is soon your coming is soon take a moment if there is somebody who want to give your life to rededicate your life to jesus and somebody is first time you want to give your life to jesus you can put your hand put a hand sign on your there are couple of people those who are already showed forty people forty connections are there is there is anybody today want to dedicate your life rededicate or dedicate your life to jesus father i just want to thank you for the word your word is like a double edged sword that piercing and it transforms life i just want to thank you for giving me grace to minister to the souls whom you love so much and today as they have received with a receptive heart i pray that god their heart may be changed their attitudes may be changed their character may be changed each one of us we may be able to draw near to you with a true heart a full assurance of faith sprinkling of the blood of jesus in our dead conscience and washing of the pure water in our body i pray that god as they have dedicated and rededicated their life to you i pray that god none of the word may condemn them none of the word may make them guilt conscious but your word says whom the sun sets free he is free i pray that god the word spoken should bring freedom in their life for master i come against every spirit of condemnation i come against every spirit of lie to come out of their life right now and your word may sanctify them your word may purify them and their word may renew their mind so that god they may able to walk freely and glorify you through their body i pray that god we offer our life as a living sacrifice as we bring our soul a truthful real soul heart unto your feet o oh god because you deserve truth in our inward parts i pray that god every single children those who have raised their hands those who are praying those who are contemplating in their heart or are evaluating their heart i pray for your grace to come upon 
so that God, we may not live behind the bushes, but we will come out from the bushes so that you can cover us with your righteousness, O Master. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, as you promised. I will take out that stony heart and grant you a heart of flesh. And I put my spirit in you. Let it happen once again in our life, O Master. The areas of struggles may go right now in our life. The areas of contaminations may go in our life, from our life. And joy may fill in our life. Our Spirit of God, take over and fill your children, each one of us, with the glory of the living God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we clap for our Heavenly Father? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you and over to over to the MC for rest of the service. Amen. Uh, we just want to take this moment to thank uh, Dade for the word. Thank you so much, Dade, for the word. I believe it's not just a word, but it's active and it's going to change our lives for good. I think uh, this period of time, if you have noticed, this season is just about changing, rededicating ourselves to God, giving our hearts and our lives and our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. If you have noticed, maybe it's me only, but I'm just hearing this word time and again. It, it really means something. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dad. Uh, so this time, I would like to ask someone to uh, pray for our offerings. So uh, for those who are in the hostels, you may give your offerings to Grace, Andre, and our family parents. I repeat again, for those who are in the hostel, you can give your offerings to Grace, Andre, and your family parents. Thank you. So this time I would like to ask uh, my sister Chelsea, to pray for the offerings. Amen. Start and pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Glorify your name, O oh God. We honor you, Lord. We love you, Almighty oh God. Father God, I thank you for this word, O oh God. The same way it transformed my life, it transformed me, O oh God. I believe it transformed everyone that's here present, O oh God. Now, O oh God, I pray for the offering, O oh God. I pray that if every single soul here, O oh God, may give, O oh God, without expecting to receive, but may give to your kingdom, O oh God, and give. And for the ones who, who cannot give today, oh God, may you provide for them so that the next time they will be able to give, oh Lord. I thank you, oh God, for every life here, oh God, for every family presented here, also, God. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We honor your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we may Give our four offerings to Grace Andre and our family parents. And uh, this time I would like to uh, leave for those who have testimonies, anything that you want to testify about. I can see some of people already smiling. Yeah, I can see you have so many, many, many. Things to testify about. So those who have testimonies.
Praise the Lord. Time for testimonies. Am I audible? Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, I want to give this testimony on behalf of my sister back home. She, she used to pray for the job. <laughs> and there is nothing that, you know, that makes people to pray like, you know, endlessly like a job. So she was praying for a job. God, I need a new job. She wanted a job that can, you know, can help her to not to be too, you know, just she needed a job that can, you know, where she can be free, you know, not too strict doing this, 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 and this, this. So, and I would like to thank God that um, she got she got another job. It was actually months ago. Yeah. Then I also would like to thank God for my family that he has been able to show his, himself in my family. You know, since the quarantine started, they're always praying, always worshiping, always reading the word all together, which used not to happen as such. So I give all the glory back to God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mr. Matthew, for Amen. taking this time. Yes, uh, I would like to thank God for his presence in my life in the midst of all the problems till today, in the midst of this pandemic situation till today. I haven't suffered a single day. Every day I have what to eat, what to drink, where to sleep, what to dress, and the same goes for my entire family. So I just want to thank him for his grace, for his faithfulness, for his presence in our life, for his blessings and everything that he's been doing in our lives. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Okay, uh, thank you all to those who testify. Yeah. I, sorry, I have one more. Uh, you know, I would like also to thank God for my brother, Junior. Uh, he graduated recently. You know, it's, it's a joyful thing, you know, for me to see that now three of my elder siblings have graduated. It's only me left and someone downstairs. So I'd like to thank God <laughs> for my brother's graduation. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Thank you to all those who testified. Uh, we want to leave this moment to Mr. Herbert, if you have some announcements. Hello. How's everyone doing? So for this week, we have just a simple normal announcement. There is a family meeting that is on Tuesday. There are three families. For those who don't have family, there is Blessed Family, Anointed Family, and 
Bethel family. They meet five, some families also meet around eight. So depending on the family you are in, then there is also Wednesday service. Wednesday service is generally intercession service. So we generally, this Wednesday, we are going to be doing it online through Zoom at 8.30 p.m. That's on Wednesday. And there is Friday service at 8.30. That will, is Bible study. That will be live on Zoom. And we have the amazing Sunday service at 4 p.m. And we also have the Dicto Library. The Dicto Library, basically, we, it's not that we are telling you not to read the Bible, but it's just something to help you advance your knowledge in the spiritual world or in the, in the Word of God. For more information about the, more information about the Dicto Library will be sent in the groups. Okay, thank you, Mr. 